Hey everyone, you just tuned into episode 70 of Discussion on Black Media with Emerald Marie, the budding journalist whose video went viral. We'll be getting more into it on today's episode, so make sure you keep it locked. But first, here's a message from our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and they're creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, your favorite girls are back. I'm Ayana. And I'm Delilah. And we are the non-corporate girls. Tuning in for episode 70. Yes. Woo-hoo. Um, wait, we haven't had a guest in a while. We haven't. But we're over here speaking, being a black woman in journalism yes. with Emerald Marie. So let me introduce you guys to her. Emerald Marie is most recently known for a video gone viral for a red carpet experience that she probably did not know at the time would change her life. But until that moment, Emerald has set out on her journey, which started in 2016. From modeling to self-made correspondent, she has navigated her way into spaces that allowed her to cover prominent events, including the 2018 NAACP Image Awards and the 2018 BT Experience at LA Live, to name a few. In 2018, she expanded into the world of beauty with the launch of her natural organic skincare line, Royal Beauty Cosmetics, Let's welcome Emerald to this episode of Non Corporate Girls because clearly she helped define what the nine to five and the five to nine mean. Yeah, I like that. Hey, Emerald. Hi, girls. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely, we're so glad. We know that everybody's been pulling you left and right, so we're like super humble that you like. It's like we are because you know people. At, at a moment like this, people do not get on a high horse, but it's just like literally getting pulled everywhere. So it's like, where do I put my attention to? Yeah. But me being on this podcast along with Ayana, I'm always looking for like the buzz and the story and wanting to hear firsthand from people the experiences that like literally change their lives. So I'm glad that we're here. Well, to I'm, I'm humbled that you guys even invited me because even your podcast, what it represents, I am a nine to five working corporate girl so yeah. for me it speaks volumes for me to be here because we're we're one in the same you know Absolutely. so definitely thank you of course yeah. so we like to kick off every episode with a positive note because there are so many things that happen in our lives that we don't really celebrate yeah. so we want to know what's your positive note for the week okay so my positive note um well this weekend was the BET awards um, unfortunately, I did not attend this year just because of everything going on with um, my media journey in New York. But not being there, I was very, you know, a little, a little upset because last year I had an amazing time. Um, and I was feeling a little down. And then I got this video that Evan was tagging me in. And it was this young lady named Indigo who's actually out in L.A. She lives there. Um, I don't know her at all. And she was on the carpet. I guess she was asked, like, who inspires her or asked something uh, along those lines. And she dropped my name first. Like, someone who really inspires me is Emma Marie. And her, you know, she just starts going on and on. And I was just 
taken aback because yeah. I just heard this quote recently. Someone said, like, your name will be mentioned in rooms that you haven't walked through yet. And yeah. I, when I, I heard that, quotes. I love that quote. When I heard it, I literally was like, I received that. Like, yes, like somebody right now is talking about, you know, me in a way that they're, they're impressed or they're going to, you know, speak highly of me. So when I seen that video, I was just so humble. Would you tag you on it? She, she tagged me she and then did. people sent it to me. Nice. Um, and nice. it just caught me off guard because it's not like, you know, your friend shot me out. Like, I don't know her. But she was a young lady that's, she's, you know, I ended up DMing her and reaching out and giving her my phone number. And oh, she was, amazing. you know, asking me advice and just saying, I watched your journey from day one. So that was just, it really made my whole week. I was, that's I guess, so emotional. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's organic PR, first of all. And it's just like a reconfirmation of like what you're doing. You never know who's watching. Yes. And you just, exactly to your point, you never know who's watching. Sometimes you work so hard and not that you, you do it to seek recognition, but just to know, like, there's people that inspire me. So to know that I inspired someone else in their journey, she said to me there was times that she felt really down about her career and that she, um, you know, just didn't, wasn't encouraged. And she would see my posts, my videos, even my quotes on my page, and it made me keep going. And I was like, wow. So for me not being in L.A., but to know that my You're career was being still even in a conversation in L.A. was crazy. Oh, my That's God. That's a great positive. What? That's a cute one. One of the best you've heard. Mm-hmm. I inspire to aspire. Yes. yes. <laughs> so let's jump in because we want to know all about you. So you originally started your career trajectory in the modeling sector. Mm-hmm. Was it a natural progression for you to jump into media correspondency or have that look? So, you know, when I was younger, I always thought for some reason I wanted to be a commercial and print model, um, especially because, you know, you look at beauty ads and you don't see enough of us. It's always that one token. My mother modeled. She was an Essence man. My sister, I remember seeing her in Teen People in high school. So um, all the females in my family somehow. Yeah, they really did. And, you know, when I graduated college, well, while I was in college, I did some music videos. Um, And then when I I came home to New York from Maryland, I got signed. So what made me really make the transition was I was going to so many auditions. And I felt like it, it was upsetting that. I would, you know, give them my portfolio. They look through it and say, mm, like, your look's not in right now or lose a little, gain a little. It was like, you're never enough. And I felt like, why am I pursuing a career that is solely in the hands of white women to, let's be honest, telling me that I don't either, I have, I, my look is last fall's look or maybe next spring. Like, they really look at, it's a trend. It's a trend. Yeah. And um, I just felt like I'm tired of, trying to change myself whether it's getting smaller or bigger um i'm in an awkward uh size with modeling because i have commercial like face supposedly but also when i started i was really thin my breasts got big i I was considered a curve and not runway anymore and then i'm not plus size but i'm not super petite so i'm a curve in the middle like it was super weird So it was difficult for me to find a lane. And I felt like I'm waiting for these, like, pick me approvals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was just one audition I was at. And I was just like, this is not it. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't care about, like, I just graduated college. Mm -hmm. Went all this stuff. I'm on this high horse of, like, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking in here. They don't care anything you you say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm waiting for them to determine. So then one day I told my mom, I'm like, I want something that's still, you know, uh, Fuels my need to want to be like you know in front of the camera right, right. and be on air, but that I can have a voice. 
So I was like, honestly, journalism and reporters, like they get to have the whole glamorous, like you get dressed up, you're in front of the camera, you're right. you're being seen, but then you're being seen and heard. Right. And that's when I was like, you know what? And I started interviewing people on the street in New York with the little ghetto ass microphone. <laughs> I couldn't afford a mic. And And that's when I started. And so it to, to your question, it was it was just one day it just clicked that I'm like, I'm not putting this in their hands anymore. And so. that was like a I feel like, you know, out of college, that's like an early shift for you to like figure out like, okay, this is some people not waste time because everything is a lesson, yeah. but you know, drag it out longer mm-hmm. and trying yeah. to make something that yeah. is not authentic to really mm-hmm. who you are. I, I think as women, it's like our looks is something that's so, it's just always a focus and it's kind of tired of it. It's, yeah. it's like too much. It's too much emphasis on what we look like. Oh, yeah. It's too much. Whether it's our hair, now like Instagram has put so much pressure for everyone to look like the same, like, you know, cookie cutter body. It's just too much. Yeah. I so I was just like, I want to not just be seen when I walk around, I want to be heard and understood. And I have things to say. Yes. So. And I love what you said about you were tired of like people telling you you're not enough. Yes. Like that's so important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because when do you draw the line? Yeah. And you know, my sister, she's, I mean, my sister Mackenzie, she does runway modeling. And I just seen what she went with because she was smaller. She's like a size two. But even seeing how tiny she is, still being told, like, just, you, you need to get down two more inches That's and we'll sign you. Like, she had deals on the table that were like, oh, if you were an inch smaller. Like, what? Like, it's crazy. crazy. And what does that do to your mental, you know? Because mm-hmm. no matter how strong you are and how much you feel validated, right. like, you're so... There's something to be said of what that does to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Person, like, your I, confidence, your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I thought... I mean, my, my confidence is always... You know, for me being an athlete, I think my confidence, it gave me confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did take a toll. You know, you start looking, you're like, well, I'm not shaped like this. You know, like, it gets to the point where I I run Division One track. Like, if this is the highest level that I'm doing athletically and I'm not getting any smaller, I'm not getting any smaller. Yeah. You know, like, my breasts aren't shrinking. My hips aren't, you right. know, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. So, um, journalism, honestly, I have never felt, like, this confident. It, I feel great on air and in front of the camera because they're not – crazy about your your size exactly you know you get to be who you are yeah mm-hmm. Unapologetic. unapologetically yes <laughs> you want me to ask the next one mm-hmm. all right so before Halle Berry came back to answer your interview questions how do you feel when her publicist bypassed you in the red carpet like bring us back to that being that moment mm-hmm. and how you felt man I was so excited to be there all day when I found out I was interviewing Holly Berry. Like, as a little black girl, Holly Berry is such an important figure for black girls. Like, so when I was standing there, it's funny because Lamar, I was, you know, shout out to Lamar. He was the gentleman next to me. We had just joked about it. And I was like, man, you know they got us all the way in the back, right? And I was like, you know, the back of the bus. Like, I was joking about it. No lie. And he was like, oh, it's okay. We'll get to interview her. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we will. And I said, listen, one of my friends told me that if a black talent walks by, you just shout, black press matters, support black press. And they always turn around. And we're joking about this. Literally, I'm watching her and I'm getting like, the butterflies are coming. Right. Like, How right here? And right when they got in front of us, the publicist just looked at me and was like, we don't have time. We don't have time for you. Sorry. And you guys seen it hurt her. Yeah. What really killed me, though, um, was she, if you listen closely, she said, we don't have time. We have to go to print next door. They were going to go to Variety next to me. And that clearly showed that time. 
So what disturbed me wasn't that, okay, you don't have, if you didn't have time, you need to go in a theater, cool. Then none of us are getting a chance. But you were going to skip me. And I felt in that moment to answer your question, like, I felt disrespected. I felt like invisible. I felt like I didn't matter. And I felt just like back to not being worthy. It was like, okay, I left modeling because I didn't feel like I was worthy. But now I've studied all day and I have questions. To prepare. You know, and it's important for other little black girls to see Emma Marie, a black girl, interview someone who has paved the way for even me. Right. Um, so I felt disrespected um, for sure. You know, I felt hurt. And I was, it's like being so excited. Like, but you little kid, you're so excited for any it's ice like cream. Someone pop that People just, and then someone just kills it. And you're yeah. just like, what? Like, were you going to be okay with, like, all right, like, I'm used to, like, do you get a feeling of I'm used to this? Or were you, like, having your high hopes that, like, this time it's going to be different? You know what? I was determined. determined. Absolutely. And I, to the point where when she was walking by, I was like, I have nothing to lose at this point. Like, I need to get this interview. Like, I I was like, I did not come here all the way from Long Island, take all these trains, do my makeup on and stuff. But, like, people don't know the grind of a journalist. Like, I, man, I was so ready. And when she walked by, I was like, Holly, I want to ask you a question about um, the black pageant winners that won. And I just kept saying black. I was like, about black women, because you paved the way in black. And I'm a black girl. Like, I was just kept saying, like, black woman, yes. history, history. Like, I just kept saying it. Right. And then she turned around. She seen Lamar. And then she was like, wait, hold up. And you can see them whisking her away. And she was, like, moving their hands. Like, and like they like, were still trying yeah. to. Yeah. Like, and they put their body between us. But first off, I'm 5'10". You're not, <laughs> I'm not going to miss me. Hills. This little, listen, five, four, eleven, nothing. You're not about to put a body on me. I'm a boxer. I'm a whole athlete. So I'm over here, like, leaning over her. Like, trying to get whatever you could. Yeah, right? and I was just hoping, like, please. Like, and I felt, honestly, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's humiliating, but, like, why am I begging? Mm-hmm. Like, then you know what I'm saying? In my head, it was, like, a mix of, like, I want this interview. But now I feel like I need But now I feel like, what? What am I doing? Like, you know, better than yeah, like, like like people want to speak to me. Like people. I'm, oh, I'm behind the road. I'm here. Yeah, I'm not outside on a like a fan waiting. Right. Like this is my job essentially. Right. So it, it's disrespectful because you're not allowing me to do my job. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. When she turned around, she seen Lamar. She was like, wait, there's a. Ho-. She was like, hold up, there's a brother right here. Yeah. Like y'all have me. And then she turned to see me, and she was like, in the sister. Like what are y'all? She was like, what, what's going on? Oh, hold up. And then she came back and. Lamar, Lamar looked like he kind of tripped on his words too, because he was like, "Wait, hold on." Were like, you guys together, separate media? I artists. met him that day. Yeah, he was from Lobo, right? Yeah, yeah. Met him that night, and um, so he got kind of tripped up, like, "Wait, what?" And she, you know, he interviewed uh, with her, and then she turned around and interviewed with me. And when she's standing there, which I don't know if you guys caught her body language, I know people can't see me, but um, she was like posted like this, right? And I asked my first question, which was to me an excellent question because the pageant winners had just won the week before. Mm-hmm. She won the 1989 Beauty pa- Miss USA. Yeah. So I said, how do you feel about being, you know, you're a black woman that won in 1989. How do you feel about these black women that just made history just last week? Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I feel like that's not a question that one of the white reporters would have asked. They probably not important. No. They probably didn't even know she was a 1989 winner. So this and this again to my this is why it's important to have black talent speak to a black audience. Mm-hmm. My sister just did a pageant this year, so that was an important question to even encourage her. But she did a pageant with a white woman, mm-hmm. and Holly won that pageant with her natural curly hair out and everything. That was huge. 
even in right. 1989 right. for Ohio. So when I said, when I asked, she answered, and the PR person went like this and tucked her arm. You know, Holly went like this and then nodded her head, like, go ahead and ask me another one. So she, I, to me, she was like, go ahead. And I, and she looked at her PR like this. Like, 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 it was also like, don't touch me. Right. And I was like, what was the nationality of the PR person? It was, was a it? white. So I thought she was Asian. Let me clarify this because I, to be honest, I do not know uh, if it was her PR or the carpet. Because oh, the, okay. the, the, the and I want to clarify that because the the actual location they always have people who facilitate the carpet. Got it. The Asian woman, it was Asian woman and a white woman. Okay. I feel like the white woman was with her and the Asian girl was for the carpet. Carpet. That's yeah. what I my assumptions were from just seeing how things were going. Yeah, yeah. But either way, both of them were calling me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like she was like, nah. And Halle was fucking with that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm so glad. So I know we have another question, but I have a follow up to that. When you seen that it went viral and all, like what what was Man, that like? My emotions, so because so, you you put out your own testimony and that's right. what went viral. It was not like somebody spoke on your behalf. And um, what even made you want to do that? Like what, what, when did you decide to do that? So when it happened in that moment, I, when she walked away, I was I was shaking. I don't know if you guys seen. I was like Holly Berry. You were I was happy. So happy. happy. Yeah. Like it was like an emotional roller coaster because I was excited. It was like they killed my dream, and she was like, "No, she came back for me." And then I was like, "Oh, I'm so happy." So, um, honestly, I've never felt so emotional on a carpet in my life. When I walked off the carpet, I just was in tears, in tears. Like I left the building crying because it was like, "Yo, they try to play me, but then she but came back for me." And I felt like I won. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, and I felt like it was a a literal like she literally did not turn her back on me. And this is Holly Berry. So I'm already excited to interview right. her. And she didn't turn her back on me. So I felt like I knew then it, that, that it was a moment. Right. So I had actually, I was rushing every Thursday. I record um, a show, Real Fans Real Talk. It's a sports segment in Brooklyn. So the studio was around the block. So I was late going on air. And I texted the guys. I'm on my way. And I went to the dressing room. And I was going to make the video after I got on air because I was already late. But now I was sitting there and the way my emotions were in that moment, I felt like I needed to make it sad. Because I think sitting on it and waiting later, like I was just in that moment and uh, I was in tears and I just like wiped my face off and I made the video one take just like talking. And I sat there and my, even watching it back, I heard my voice cracking because I was trying not to cry. I didn't want to say you make a video crying. Mm -hmm. But I felt everything I said, like, what made me even make it was just like, yo, y'all have to know what goes on in these carpets. That's why I started off like, for those of you who don't know, carpets, we're, we're always at the end. All right. And I've never really talked about this, but this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made that video. I put it on my story. And when I put it on my story, a lot of people were like, yo, this is effed up. This is terrible. Like, wow. And then I sat with that video for about a week. It, I did that carpet a week before I posted it. Oh. What made me wait on it was... I hit up some of my reporter friends, and a lot of people were like, sis, you should blur out the faces, you want to get blackballed, you want to get invited back. Mm-hmm. So it actually, I was a little scared. Mm-hmm. And then this is me kind of battling my head, like, no, be fearless, like, speak on this, be bold. Yeah. Like, I went back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. But I think when you are the token in these spaces, um, you have a sense of, like, be grateful that you're here, right? Mm-hmm. So don't... You don't want to. You don't want me to complain. You want to be the black girl that's like woo me. Mm-hmm. So all these things went through my head. 
just like as black women, if we're angry, it's like you are too angry. If we're emotional, it's like, you know, we're unstable. Yeah, it's always like slated to against yeah. us. But at the same time, you have a responsibility. Right. And that's what made me think like, no, like I need people to see, like I don't even want this to be about bashing her team. I right. want to big up her as a queen who right. is a black talent that, that turned around for me, right? Mm -hmm. So when I made it, I literally prayed that night and I went to, I posted it and I went to sleep. And I said, God, if I post this, I need you to protect me with your blood. That nobody attacks me online. I pray that Holly doesn't get offended. Yes. That I'm calling her team right racist. Right. Right. I pray that this doesn't hinder any opportunities. Like, this is exactly what I said out loud. I was like, I pray that it, you know, just people hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if everyone's believers out here, but, but I we, all we are heavy believers. I serve you, uh, faithful to you, Lord. Okay. No, and he days, has us covered. And he does not disappoint. Yes. So a few days before, a woman prayed for me who doesn't know my profession. And I asked for her to pray for me. And you know what she said during that prayer? She said, I woke up that morning crying. And I was just like, God, I'm tired of doing these red carpets. I'm going to figure it out. This is before I knew I was getting the assignment. And I was just like, God, like, please just give me a breakthrough, breakthrough, please, God, I'm, I'm hustling. And then she prayed for me that day, and she said, God is going to amplify your voice. I got chills. I just, oh, my God, I just got chills. I got chills. She said, I don't know what you do, but God is going, and someone I follow on Instagram, she prays on live. She doesn't know me. Who is this? I joined, her name's um, JCK Brand. Okay. So, my sister sent me the live, and was all oh, this girl, this lady always prays on live. It's like, go join in. I joined in. I put a heart on the live, right? Because she said, put a heart if you just join. So I put a heart. Mm -hmm. She's like, Emerald Marie. She sees my heart. Emerald Marie. Emerald Marie. She sees Emerald Marie. She goes, God said he's going to amplify your voice. Don't know what you do. I don't know who you are, but he's going to amplify your voice. And I'm on live. And she's praying. Right. God is going to amplify your voice. And I, and I just, and now it's funny because I put a live and I'm my, in my room walking around cleaning. And when she said, Emerald Marie, I just looked at my phone and I keep cleaning. She's like, God is going to amplify your voice. And it was like, I just stopped. And I'm like looking at my phone like, because it's just on live. And I walk over and I pick it up. And she's like, God, listen to me. Keep going. God is going to amplify your voice. And I'm like, but I just was crying. Like, God, I'm ready to give up. Like, what's going on? Like, I need you to give me a deal. I need you people to hear me. Like, please. Yeah. And that, that was told to me. About four days later, I get texted. The text from Wayne. And he's like, can you do John Wick 3 tomorrow night? And I was like, sure. He didn't know Holly was in it. And he's like, make sure you get a soundbite or something from Holly. I'm like, Holly who? He's like, Barry. I'm like, huh? So the next, yeah, four days later, I did the carpet. And God amplified my voice because the whole world heard You were on Shade Room. You were on everything. On Baller everything. Steve Harvey's talking on his radio show, DL Hoogley, Sister Circle TV. Um, um, the Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, like more than once. They yeah. did a segment and then it came up again so, with um, your friend. When I woke up in the morning, I had 4,000 more followers and 200 DMs. And it was reporters around the world telling me their story and just actresses giving me heartfelt. I mean, it was... Like, I've been through that. I see, like, I was at... And you didn't get the same outcome for whatever reason, yeah. but like... You I'm, want I'm to just like, it. I still have chills. Wait, so, okay, let's talk about that. Now that this moment has happened, what can, like, what measures can you take in now to help bridge this community and, like, help other people not feel the same way you feel? So, right now, I'm really working on just continuing the conversation, and this 
really being an organic movement. You know, I, I felt a lot of pressure when it happened and everyone like, girl, capitalize, make t-shirts, make mugs, black, red. And I just felt like I started this authentic and organic and I'm gonna continue. People are crazy. People were wild. People keep trying to look for any single To make a dollar. They do. People were telling me to do all types of things. And I felt like I got this way, I had a genuine moment and but even when I was speaking, like it's so funny because that quote I said, um, we will be seen, we will be heard. People were quoting that on, on my on my post. Mm-hmm. And um to answer your question, I mean, I'm definitely thinking of a lot of ways. Shout out to Kiara Kelly, she just went on the Reference yes. Club and she had penned a piece, an article a year ago called How Black Hollywood is Feeling Black Press. Yes, and I read it. I was here for it. Yeah, so we have lunch today, actually, and we are, without giving too much away, are really planning to continue this conversation. Um, What measures I think need to be taken? Um, I also had dinner with Jason Lee, who spoke on it on the breakfast club. He definitely did. And so this is like all these signs of timing, because Mm -hmm. when I seen that, that's actually what really gave me courage to speak on it, too. Because I was like, wait, I'm not tripping. Because oftentimes you feel like you're alone. You think it's, you know, like you're bugging. Like you're bugging. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't want to be, am I playing the victim? Like, what? All these thoughts are in my head. So I'm working on with Kier, with Jason, um, whether it's um, a brunch that kind of um, has publicists. Because I think publicists need to be a part of the conversation too. I agree. Heavily. I agree. Uh, Because they determine. They help to determine. Yeah. I mean, before we got on air, we were talking about PR publicists. Yeah. Some of y'all are not at best practices. Yeah, have a whole episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want, I aim to bridge the gap between talent, who you need to know who's representing you, because they can steer you in the wrong way. Right. Um, So publicists, talent, journalists um i think all of us need to really there needs to be more of a, com- a conversation mm-hmm. um i think black hollywood needs to understand that you don't need this white approval in the, in the words of charlamagne that i some agree of white i stand it. by it you know and uh, i think there just needs to be more support and you know i love sierra so it kills me to say this but did you guys see the picture that she tweeted with her team I have not. So, Sierra tweeted, um, like, I love my team, right? And it was a picture of her in the middle, and it was all blonde hair, blue eyes. Are you serious? Right? I she know. got ripped to shit. She, like, yes, what? Sure. Because everybody was like, sis, like, damn, you got one person, not one? And then and the danger with that is that there is a disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really seek to care about our community and our needs mm-hmm. and what, you know, I almost feel like being black is like being part of fraternity or sorority. Like there's certain things that are just like that's a part of our community that's mm-hmm. important. And I'm not saying if you're white that you can't identify with those marketing needs or what that is, but you guys are clearly missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that there needs to be more of a conversation in these. If you have a publicist that's not black, um, I really think you need a diverse team because right. you not even all black you need to you have a white audience and an right. Asian audience and a Spanish audience. like there's so many facets that you need to um, you know it only does you a disservice of having one of all things yeah. because and I'm not saying one race is a monolithic group but you need the diversity right. you need different opinions and um, mm-hmm. I just want to shout out to I don't care I told you guys but Holly Berry even she DM'd me no. Yeah, she DM'd me and followed me. So she actually said in one of the DMs, um, she said, I want you to know that I sat my whole team down. That would never happen on my watch. And they need to know that it's important. Um, I'll read you guys. I haven't shown it. Oh, oh my God. God. This is an exclusive? Yeah. I'll give y'all an exclusive real quick. Okay. So 
I didn't want to share the DM because it was so that was it's just personal. so intimate to yeah. me. And I was posting all types of stuff, but this I was like, I gotta just keep it. But I will, I will share with you guys one of the DMs that she wrote me into this. Oh my goodness! So, um, that's such a. I mean, Halle Berry, like, yeah. like, you took the time to, like... Oh, we were having, like, a, a conversation. conversation. Yeah, she was chopping it up. So, one of the things that she said, um, so... And you have to give it all the way, yeah, just something, like, a moment um, from it. Yeah, yeah I, read, I read one thing, okay, she said, okay, oh, trust, and no, I have had a head-rolling sit-down with my team, and it will never happen on my watch again. I'm so proud of you that you had the courage to say something. No matter what my people or I would have thought, you always have the right to speak your truth. Never forget that. Say it loud and say it proud. It's the only way we make progress and insight change. I'm so proud of you, little sis. I'm truly am. Oh, that makes me I'm so like, happy. I feel like I'm going to cry. No, yeah. I was crying. I, I would have. Like, started. I know. <laughs> because it's like, girl, like, like she There's took no the time. She took the time to respond. Like, this could have gone so different. Oh, my God. Yeah, this, this could have gone so different. Yeah. She could have walked away. You would have went home. And that would have been another day, another day in life. That's like, so you eat it up. crazy. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean, um, it, it it was a moment that it has blessed my career. And to go viral with such a positive thing yeah. is a blessing. Speak on blessing. And that's one thing I do want to speak on because I think oftentimes... <laughs> People want to go viral for the wrong The wrong, thing. yes. And for a long time, you know, of course, I'm like, I want to get my followers up and everything. And I had some friends that were like, girl, you need to show your breasts more. You need to take sexy photos. Like, your own friends. What? I saw you. Let me say that. Okay. Oh, like, that was loose. But first of all, what are their career paths? Because Listen, I'm so, questioning you, sis. Yeah, I had some people, let me just say that, who really were like saying, kind of catch this wave of like attention and getting followers, right? And I felt like I'm so happy that I stuck to my guns. Like, I went viral. First of all, for y'all, y'all can't see me. I got D cups, right? I went viral, and I had a shirt buttoned up to my neck, like you know what I'm saying, like just looking straight. like a professional. Yeah, snatch the yeah. yeah. And it's just like you don't need to do all this to be seen and heard. Like people heard me, they felt what I was saying, and mm-hmm. you just have to be genuine. And I felt like real. And these for all entrepreneurs out there, because I also have you know brand, but. You know, you spend so much time on promotion, promoting, promoting. You know, we do all these things, marketing, ads, swipe up, etc. But in the moment where you're not thinking about promotion, you're not thinking about the clicks, you're just being genuine and real, that's where the promotion came in my life. And I think that's a word because sometimes you'll focus on pushing the message, but focus on the message. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on the numbers, focus on the content. And that's something that Someone told me a long time ago, don't focus on the followers, just put your best work out and they will come. And I felt like that's what happened. Like, I put out my true, authentic feelings and everything else came. Right. And we even humbled that you came and interviewed with us because that moment could have made, you know, it could have gone otherwise, like, you know what? I'm above this, you know, like that other viral video. It happened. It happened. That was so funny. I mean, it's a terrible situation, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it was the way he flipped it. Um, oh yeah. my god. Okay, so do you have any tips or advice you could give, like one tip or advice to anyone who would like to be a media correspondent or journalist? That um, something that you had to learn that you didn't know. Ooh. Um, I would say you gotta put the work in, in the sense where. You don't need someone else to give you the stamp for approval to say, like, you're a journalist. Okay. 
And I think what I mean by that is when I first started, I was seeking internships, right? And this this may be debatable because other people are gonna tell you intern, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of did this in an unorthodox way. Right. I graduated college with a political science degree, not a journalism degree, not a mass comm, nothing. I decided after school to do this. Um, so instead of waiting for someone to stamp and tell me that I am something, I went and just claimed it. Yeah. So I, the day I said I wanted to be a correspondent, I was like, I'm a correspondent, right? Before my first interview, I'm a correspondent because you have to put, you have to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying walk around and just say like I'm a police officer. You never went to train, you know what I mean? I'm just saying like you have to claim it and become it and then work at it. Right. So what I did is I studied correspondence. Like I was watching La La Anthony for MTV days. That's my throwback. Throwback. So and I was watching AJ and Free. Like I'm yes. googling stuff and I'm watching stuff from way Just how back. They interview their style, yeah. the technique, everything. People um, think it's easy. You know, it's even not. the way you hold the mic, holding it inside, so you don't cut. Off, you're, you know, you're not like this crossing off your body. Like mm-hmm. I was learning all these things. Um, and I just started to, even with the little mic I had, a recorder, I was going in the street in New York City and asking people questions and perfecting my skill. That helped me not be nervous anymore. Walking up to a random person and starting a conversation is very intimidating. So, it takes guts. Yes. And are, how are they going to receive you? Yeah. So it's like making them comfortable because there's some people that you interview that they don't want to ask those certain yes. questions. So how are we going to make them, which yeah. I... Pay respect to Angie Martinez because I feel like she makes people say whatever. Every, yeah, she, she does. Wants, you know. Yeah, and if I would give, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you three quick tip, tips, real quick. One, when you are interviewing someone, do not, do not allow their energy to kill yours. Mm-hmm. That got me messed up in the beginning. That's a word. Because I was, I remember with Fashion Week, I was interviewing people, and I was so excited, and I was like, um, I went out there and I was interviewing people, asking, um, what's how you describe your style? What's a what's a fashion must that you can't leave the house without? And like something else. And um, I remember asking a, a one girl like, "Oh, what's your fashion tip?" Whatever. And she was just like one word. Like she was like, "Can't leave the house without lip gloss." Um, how to describe my style? Chic. Um, just bland. Yeah. And I remember just like her response. You gotta make her look like you look crazy. It caught me off guard, and I kind of matched her energy. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I watched the interview, I said, damn, she killed my vibe. Yeah. Don't let anyone kill your vibe. So if someone, exactly, make them look dumb. So if I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Maria. Oh, hey, what's going on? And they give you some dry answer. Just be like, okay, well, girl, you look great. Have a good day. Like, whatever. Like, right. always. Like, keep them like, like, keep keep it, Yeah, don't let people ruin your day, your vibe, your interview. Like, because no, you look great. That's a yeah, good tip. I think that's something that that's I had to learn in the moment. Yeah. Because it's going to make you... You're, you have to keep that poker face and do your thing. Um, so I think that's a really important tip. And then just don't wait for people to give you opportunity. You got to go get it. Yeah. You got to get it. You Claim know? it. Mm-hmm. I love that. So we want to get into your brand. So you you do 80 million things, but you are also an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you have your own cosmetic line, yes. Raw Beauty Cosmetics. Yes. So how did you come up with the name? And what has that journey been like for you thus far? Ooh, raw beauty, that's my baby. So, um, my best friend Sierra, um, I called her one day and I was like, been planning a brand and I I'm not a super into makeup. I wear really light makeup. Um, I was an athlete, for those of you who don't know, and I was always into like skincare. So I called her and I'm like, you know, I started masking and I was trying all stuff, I was putting like honey in my mask and like green tea, just like 
Googling stuff and seeing what worked. Right. Well, she um, has always been, uh, she was actually going to go to school to be a esthetician. Like, she's super into natural, natural products. Like, yeah, her hair, her face, her body, everything. So, I had called her, and it was kind of confirmation because I told her I had some ideas about a skincare line. I was just going to do a mask line. She had sent me an email and was like, girl, I've been planning to make organic scrubs. So it's like she sent me a business plan. I sent her some stuff, and it was like, I don't say it was identical, but it was like, yo, like we're on the same vibe. Right. Like we never talked about it. Works, right? Wait, so you guys both co own it, like together? We're co founder. I'm a co founder. So um, I was like, man, like this is God because we're, it was just like confirmation. So then um, it took us about like, what, it's 11 months to really go and research. We, I mean, Failed attempts, wasted money on labels that were cheap. I mean, we really life of an entrepreneur. Listen, yeah. honey, you can go through some trials and wasted money. Um, so the process was crazy. The name took us a while, but raw beauty is just is perfect because even what it means, I mean, it's just super organic and it's even like the way you gave your testimony. Yes. Was raw. Like I've been living that. The word raw for some reason is one of my favorite words it's because such a it good just word. it's you know it's it works for so many different things mm -hmm. whether it's your personality as a correspondent model like it works with all things like raw beauty and i think in a time where we aren't really pushing raw beauty right now right right now it's like it comes up with your yeah. yeah and i always think about the days growing up i you know i've seen Aaliyah and you know stacy dash i don't really rock with stacy dash right. now, but you know, those, the look of these women that were just beautiful. 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 Yeah. Now it's like, you got to change yourself and then, you know? Yeah. So I think the name to me, I just wanted women to know that it's okay um, to still look beautiful when you take it all off. And when you're masking and when you're scrubbing your makeup off, that it's, it's your raw beauty and it's yeah. in its rawest form. And so I think the name is not just a name, it's also, it represents a movement and a uh, message in itself, so... And we love it. Oh yeah. So and what's next for Rob Beauty? Like where where will it be sold? Like how what's so, the launch like? Right now we're online. Um, I don't know if you guys seen I had a billboard up. Yes, and yes. was it? Yes. Yeah. So the day we launched, I was able to finesse the that. That was crazy. So we have um, more billboards coming okay. um, right now with a lot of the media attention from my situation. Mm -hmm. uh, I will be in some magazines right now. Um, hopefully Sheen's who I've been speaking to. So Sheen. we'll see that in Ebony Mag. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to continue to grow it. I mean, BeautyCon um, is something that I definitely want to get into. Um, all the actresses I have reached out, I've been sending them some things. Yeah. Holly said I can send her a package, so I will be sending That's Holly Berry awesome. some yeah. a gift basket. Like that. Yeah, so mm -hmm. sis is blessing my life. Oh, um, she amplified, yeah. right? Yeah, it so um, I don't know if we're seeking to be in stores, to be honest with you. I love that our, our product is super, it's organic and it's, it's I want to keep it, um, not that I want to mass produce it. I would right. definitely. Be open to but getting no words you kind of lose in that. Yeah. Right. It's the pros and the cons. Yeah. It's a lot. And yeah. I kind of leaning more towards getting deals with spas. Mm. I think that when you go to a spa and you get a, a body scrub, yeah. I would love for our scrub to be one of them. Mm -hmm. And actually, I've looked up a lot of spas. I had a meeting with one in Beverly Hills when I was in LA. And um, no one really has green tea scrubs. Uh, I didn't really see a lot of green tea scrubs. And my name's Emerald, so my scrub is called mm -hmm. Emerald Polish and Scrub. I love it. So, I'm a sorority, and that's our like gem. Really? Emerald, so I love them. <laughs> so, 
So, um, so yeah, I was thinking about I really want the Emerald Pouch Storm to be in a lot of different that's spots. Like a great and neat. Yes. And mm-hmm. the color like, green is zen. Like, is that spa like yeah. feeling? Mm-hmm. And, and, and let me just clarify the reason that I'm not leaning towards stores because our product is handmade to order. Mm-hmm. Organic products is not something that has a long shelf life. It's like um, lush. Right, and that's that's the only fear is like. I don't want to start adding preservatives and take away that raw that aspect. Raw, right. mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends are like, oh, get in warehouses, get in stores. But I would be doing my customers a disservice if I had this scrub and rose water sitting on a shelf. Mm-hmm. So I we make it when we get an order. And the other thing is, like, everything doesn't have to be in stores. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't. Because you, you're providing an experience for yeah. the people who, like, that's what you works. receive raw is an experience. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. That's and everything is moving online right now. Yeah. Amazon's taking over. <laughs> they really are, know. You know, you can sell from Amazon, by the way. Yeah, we're well, right right now. Yeah. Okay, so we gotta definitely order some raw beauty because I'm a skinny girl. I see my other. She is. So before we jump into the game, we mentioned before that um, we um, ha- usually do a hashtag obsessed with, mm-hmm. and we want we thought it'd be cool for you to tell us who your dream interview would be outside of Halle Berry. I know that was like the title. Yeah, yeah. and look. Check. Before I even answer this, you know, I, I met her last year at the NAACP Image Awards. And it's so crazy, y'all, because she was walking by and she wasn't interviewing anyone. Like, she was just walking by and taking a picture. And she walked by and everybody was talking, like, Holly, Holly, Holly. And for some reason, I kind of, not that I froze, but I just, I didn't yell anything. I literally said to myself, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to interview her one day. Wow. I'm gonna I'm admire her from afar. I just, yo, I didn't even, I remember, I didn't even take on my phone. She walked by and everybody was like, Holly, Holly. And I remember, I was like, it's okay. I'm gonna get a time. I'm gonna get like a moment. I might interview her. And you, but you put it out there. And I said that was a year ago. Wow. Yeah, so. But to answer your question, who's my dream? Um, honestly, I would say Rihanna. Rihanna? <laughs> I would say Rihanna because I think that she is everything. Man, I don't even wanna, let me not say this. So, okay, I love Beyonce. And I think I, I think at first I used to think that I wanted to interview Beyonce. And the only reason why I would say Rihanna, because I hate acting like I'm comparing, but no. it's because I think she has an authenticity about her. Everybody she, says she don't give up. You know what she I'm saying? She lets people in. She lets people in the personality, the personal. Yeah. And so I would it, it would I would be torn between the two because Beyonce is a force, a businesswoman, uh, so much. But I don't know if I would be able to get this type of questions like authentically. That I would really I have so like much everything just seems super curated. But I just feel like it would be like auto tune, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not trying to bash it, but it would probably right. depend on the environment too. Like maybe yeah. if it was an intimate sit down situation with you and Beyonce, you probably could get something. Maybe, yeah. but even in those setups. We still want know, more from her because there's I something know. that she's like, she, and it's she in her in her own yeah. way. It's not and she's right. also supposed to be really shy. I hear I've that. Heard. That's why Sasha feels you know. So I'm not. I don't think it's in a negative way at all. Yeah. But I just think that um, I would love to interview her. But I also think Rihanna would just be like, look, sis, I'm gonna tell you what it is. I feel like if you interview her, it wouldn't even be like we're sitting at a table. I feel like we'd be driving in a car. We would probably take a shot. Like I feel like. Did you like, see her um, thing? Yeah, with, yeah. Um, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? The guy who does the karaoke? I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, she's, she's, she's drinking with him, right? Uh-huh. She's drinking with him. Like, she yes. Okay, yeah. you guys have not seen it. I have It seen is it. the best thing ever. I do too. 
Whatever. Is it the one that was in Michelle Obama? That no, they were doing? No, it's not. Oh no, no, I'm saying that there's this like karaoke that he does with Cardi B. It's, but no, it's not. Not it's her. Not Jodge Corbett. The okay. other guy. She was. Um, he does day drinking with celebrities, and Rihanna and him were at the bar. Is it an some, interview for yeah, 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 it was the best thing ever. It made my life. Seth, uh, Seth uh, Rogen. Seth Myers. Myers. Thank you. Myers. I was. Who's Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen is the actress. <laughs> okay. No, he's an actress too. No, I know that's not. And he's he's down there, Seth Rogen. I'm I'm sorry, I don't even mean to interrupt your hashtag. I'm Seth Rogen, but you don't understand. Like I am a diehard Beyonce yeah, fan. Really? Like no, like oh, diehard. Yeah, she's definitely one that I think we would have the dopest interview. And she's so for black women. Like she's so she for says like you people. Yeah, yeah, in general. But I mean, even Fenty, like what she did, the diversity, even from a modeling standpoint, like. To see, from she had pregnant girls up there. She had big, big women Age, up there. Everybody and from all ages. Her model is live your best life. I yeah, like so she model. is someone I feel like we would have a super cool time. Be honest, people hit up <laughs> Emerald. And when you hit Emerald up, hit me too. Yeah, I'm ready. Put me in your suitcase. <laughs> we trying to look fancy. I feel like I want to like you know Carnival. I think I'm going to Toronto this um, August. But oh, okay. I like just Carabash? Just in the camp. Yeah. Oh, like, like oh, that would be a whole oh, different. Carabash or Caravan? To me, Rihanna during like festival time. Yeah, like, yeah. We have a time. You know she being her cutest. Yeah, we're oh, best okay. friends in my head. Yeah. So. All right. Oh my God, this was so much fun. This was. I want to come back. Okay. You have. To, you're <laughs> a friend now. You're a friend the show. Um. So we have a little game that we like to. We change up games, but we have a little game just to get people to kind of get to know you a little bit better. You want to kick it off? Yeah. So it's how many can you name? So we're gonna start off with name five things that bring you joy. Ooh, five things. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I would say. Um, it sounds so corny, but I'm going to say it. Ew. But my parents are proud of me, especially this year. It's been, like, a lot of love for my family. Because to have a dream and people kind of, not question it, but, like, they're almost afraid for you because it's like, okay, what? this is a path that no one in my family has taken. Mm-hmm. So to see the love from, like, everything that's been going on, like, creating my brand and just my mom, my father, my sisters have been super proud. So that brings me joy, just seeing they're proud of me. Um... I would say um, to be able to inspire younger women, like especially younger black girls. Like I'm so pro black, but younger black girls because it's important to see representation. So lately, all the love that I've been receiving from them, um, I think that's just something that brings me so much joy. Um, I think working so hard at something and seeing it like come to fruition, like my yeah. brand, yeah. to have a mustard seed of idea and see it be a tangible product right. brings me so much joy. Um, then got two more. Ooh. Those were good, though. They like, were good. <laughs> but we want people to focus on what brings them joy. So it's like, yeah. it's easy to complain. Yeah, like, yeah it is. It, it really is. And we um, want to we wanna shift that. Yeah. Um, I think what else brings them joy is just bringing other people joy. It sounds cliche, but like I'm I don't know why I'm like super emotional sometimes, but just to be able to help somebody else like in any way, it brings me a lot of joy because I think I'm I've been really blessed. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've been really blessed and I'm thankful. So um it just brings me joy to be able to help others. And um lastly, I would say 
Uh, I don't know, talking about how good God is. I think he's doing it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's saying the best for life. Like, yes. like he's amazing. Like, won't he do it? I say that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just so faithful. And, I mean, listen, like, really cast your prayer, like, cast your dreams and goals upon the Lord because he will, he will make it happen, and, and you have to stay focused. I think um, one of my favorite quotes is just to uh, feed your focus and starve your distractions. And I think... Working on and praying for discernment yes. is something that, especially in this time period where so many people are coming out of nowhere, yeah. um, is really important. So it brings me joy just to know that I know Christ because not everyone does. What? There I, are so I, many I, people I just beginning a relationship Ooh. with him and you see how life changes. Yeah. Instantly, though. Yeah. That's a game chills, I guess. <laughs> um, name four things you could live without. Ooh, I could live without. Mm-hmm. You could live without, yeah. <laughs> um, we try to make you think. Right for men. Um, hey, oh man, I gotta think. Wow. Okay, real basic. Some food items. I don't like guacamole and avocado. I feel oh, like that. Oh, I feel attacked. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is interesting. Wow. Okay. Nice. I don't like we that. We won't judge you. Um, I could live without. <laughs> okay, this is another random thing, but. You know what? I can live without you guys can probably relate to this. Like these these fake ass women empowerment events. Uh, oh, where, Carla, Carla, where are you? Our social media managers always griping on this. Like, bro, like y'all give it a rest. Y'all, I'm over it. And it's I'm so I'm planning something and I'm like, I gotta change it. I was gonna say now you know for your brunch and stuff. But bro. it can't be because like I'm about Plus, I'm about being to get real. Right into that. Yeah. I'm yeah, no, of thing. course. I'm about being real, and these fake ass woman empowerment events. It's like I went to one recently, and it made me cringe. Like it was like four you women to check people. While you it was like it. four women sitting on like a high horse of their little schools, giving advice. But it was like the most like basic. I'm gonna sit up here and tell you how great I am, yeah. and that you should buy all this stuff for me. But I don't really care about your journey. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies made a joke that I did not like. Like she was like. One piece of advice if you're trying to work for a network is like, get your credentials up. Like, if you're coming in there and you're a bartender, like, <laughs> that's not that's not gonna prepare you. And I'm sitting there like, word, because I was working at Applebee's last year bartending, and I was going on red carpet during the day, sis. So, because I'm a hustler. I was gonna say that's the definition of a hustler. That is me. When she made that joke, she didn't know her audience because no one laughed. You know why? Because I looked at the crowd; it was all young college-looking women that are probably all bartenders. Oh, trying to, they like, trying to waitress and boy, they pay for college. Like, right, so I, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the vibe. Um, so, to be honest, the, the women empowerment that don't empower women, I could live without that. I like the way you phrased that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, I guess two more. Mm-hmm. I could live without attention seekers and, and men that are aren't really for me, like, yeah. You know, this new attention has brought a lot of fake people. Um, and I can really just live without people who aren't really genuine. It's um, also strengthen your discernment. Yeah, been tested mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm giving like real like weird answers. No, no this um, is you. <laughs> I love it. One thing I can live without. Um, man. I would have never guessed any of these. Yeah, it's stuff that's been on my mind for sure. And this is your opportunity to purge. <laughs> we asked some good questions. Um, <laughs> not too, too 
I could live without, you know, um, and on that note, we do not disagree. No, we don't. We do not disagree. I can't even. That, this doesn't even feel real. The stuff that's going on. Yeah. Immigration, the border, him being president. Lack it's of gonna be like ending this. Yeah. This is where we're going. Yeah, this is crazy. It is right. Ever since he's been elected, I feel like a dark cloud has been over. Like our lives. Why so much rain? And it's yeah, it's like <laughs> see the seasons are off. Everything. Off. So I could live without him being president for sure. And, but I will leave you with this gem because I went to see Ayala Vincent in Brooklyn mm-hmm. at the King's Theater, and she said something like, "Such a graceful woman." I know Ayala be having her little grace with her or whatever, but she said she said something that Trump is in the power he's in to. To reflect on us, the things we need to see in ourselves, mm-hmm. and she she gave him grace. Like, yes, I get it. Like, I'm on the same wavelength. Like, I'm being attacked just as you guys are. But like, let's look at the bigger picture yeah. of what he's trying to teach right. us, as mm-hmm. in you know the grand scheme of things. And everybody was just like, like, how do we respond to that? Right. That's so true because him being president has highlighted. And, and brought forth a conversation that needed to be had. Like people were kind of brushing Several, it under the rug with, with Obama. Yeah. Trying to minimize things that were very much out there. Yeah, right? and Angela Rice said it the best. She said that Trump being elected made um, covert racism overt. Mm, okay. And when she said that, I was like, yes, like these are things that a lot, because it made you look at a lot of the white, white counterparts like, this is how you think? Like, I I mean, I think everyone can attest to this. Like, there's like that one friend on Facebook that you grew up with that you've really seen the way they thought about black people and about like race. Right. And you're like, where is her mindset? So during Obama, y'all weren't speaking that boldly. So he definitely made it an overt, like loud, like people are raised. He made it okay to just be so like, just be I don't right. like you. And like Charlemagne says, you rather see what you're up against than what the people are hiding and they being racism in the back. Yes, because then that's the thing that affects that part, like yeah. jobs and skipping on the red carpet and having control in areas that could mess up my money, affect me feeding my family. Yep. Because now it's like, okay, we know corporate. Places aren't hiring you because your name and hiring you certain things. Like it's coming to light. Exactly. You know, it's coming to light. So it's that's we know we're up against. Exactly. Yeah. And we could do more about it. Mm-hmm. It still very much sucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, name three songs you could play on repeat. Ooh. Um. Right now, I'm on Megan Stallion, Hot Girl. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um. <laughs> big old freak. <laughs> hey, big old freak. Big old freak. <laughs> Megan, I, listen, the reason I love Megan is I'm a tall girl. I'm a five tenner, and sis is representing for us because there's not okay. a lot of rap artists that are tall. Right. They're all very short. And yeah. so I love Sierra, her long legs. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm for that. So that song, um, ooh, I don't know. Was he in your pocket? Yeah, what you mean? What gets you hype? Ooh, I love everything. Cole too. Um, yeah. You know what? I listen to. Um, I listen to me myself and I by Destiny's Child oh a lot. God. I love, I I love, love Destiny's Child. You know that? Oh, that's, that's Beyonce. I'm sorry, but yeah, I listen to that song a lot. I'm thinking of Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Um, another song. 
Ooh, I like throwbacks. I like Aaliyah Rock the Boat. Oh, throwbacks. Oh, throwbacks. That's my vibe. I feel like I was I born a little it. too late. That's what I was going to say. That's like so not your hour, but I'll put it. So. Your mom and dad told you that. <laughs> Name two of your favorite beauty products. Oh, I'm sure this know. is easy. I'm a right. polishing scrub. You know, that gets you all exfoliated and everything. Yes. Um, and definitely our, um, our rose water. Ooh, you know I'm a fan of Rose Water. I didn't know you had that. We like Rose Water. Yeah. Yeah. We love Rose Water. Plug that in. And then the last thing, name one thing that inspires you. We did the countdown from five to one. Yeah. Ooh. I peeped that. Okay. <laughs> one thing that inspires me. Oh, man. I think um, other, other women that are just bold and fearless, that's something that I am working towards like I want to just be at a place where I really just am authentically myself and do not care what other people think. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of women in not just Hollywood but just day to day. My mother, um, Gabrielle Union is a person that I really love. How fearless she is. Jada Pinkett, she says anything. I love it. It's just unapologetically like herself. Um, so what inspires me is just women that are fearless and bold. Same. Right? Yep, absolutely. So, in the beginning of the episode, Delilah introduced you. We'd like you to introduce yourself to the world and then tell them where they can find you. Ooh, okay. She gave me a great introduction, so let me see if I can do it. Um, so, my name is Emma Marie, and I am a young black woman that is just uh, trying to change, change the narrative, change the image of us to the masses. Um, I definitely aspire to inspire and you can find me on instagram emerald.marie tv um i also have a beauty line that i want to continue to you know redefine the image of beauty and the definition of of beauty um you can shop rawbeauty.com and also follow us on instagram at raw beauty co um and yeah also on twitter emerald tv support black business support black businesses we will too and support our sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Mm-hmm. We truly appreciate you. You were a delight. Absolutely. And this is the beginning of many conversations to come. Many conversations. Thank you, guys. I definitely <laughs> want to come back because this was fun. Yes. <laughs> on that note, we're out. Thank you for listening to episode 70 of Discussion on Black Media. Don't forget to follow your favorite girls on the gram, Ayana at the underscore Aya underscore brand, Delilah at Miss Delilah C. Don't forget to follow non-corporate girls at non-corporate girls. Sign up to our newsletter at www.noncorporategirls.com to stay in the know. Until next time.